Investing. Should be easy, right? For most people, though, the process of investing can be daunting. And savvy investing? Impossible. Here at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, we don't think it should be that way. So we asked two of our financial consultants, Christian Japluha and Tom Davia, to share their advice with you. They're here to walk us through the fundamentals of investing so we can make informed and better decisions with our money and what we need to do to prepare for the road ahead. Welcome back to Invest Savvy. I'm Brooke Jakey, and I'm here with our host, Christian Chapluha. With every investment comes some risk. If you're not going to stuff a mattress full of money, a strategy that comes with its own risks, you generally need to balance the risk with the reward when it comes to investing your money and saving for your retirement. So, Christian, let's talk today about asset allocation, diversification, managing the risk of losses, and black swans, aside from the Natalie Portman movie. So, how should we think about risk while investing? Thanks, Brooke. So a simple definition of risk is the chance that something negative is going to happen with our investment decision, or the chance that someone will experience a financial loss due to a negative outcome. And that can be applied to many aspects of our lives, in addition to finance, including our safety, our health, career choices, many others. And obviously, if we take a risk, we hope to have a reward. That's certainly our goal for investing. How are those two related? So when we think about risk and reward, generally they're positively correlated. What that essentially means is that as potential rewards increase, so do the risks and vice versa. As returns decrease potentially, so do the risks as well. Many of us understand this intuitively. For instance, a safe money strategy will generally return less than a growth strategy. Fortune favors the bold, as they say. So most of the time this is true. But like many things in finance, it all depends. And so when we're thinking about risks and rewards, the general rule of thumb is that there will be more variation in returns with riskier investments. But we need to peel that onion a little bit more to better understand our opportunities and the risk of any decision we're making. There's different ways to quantify these risks, whether we're considering stock prices, interest rates, currencies, commodities, There are measures of risk that can and should be applied to our decision-making process. When we want to invest wisely, we look to the past. We look at where the market has gone before so we can see where it might go. What happens when there's something like the COVID-19 pandemic or the 2008 housing crisis? How do we take those events into account? Those are great examples of things that were not easy to predict. Sometimes folks refer to them as black swans. Black swan theory relates to an event that comes as a surprise that is generally unpredictable given normal expectations. So the idea was coined from this concept that there were only white swans until black swans were discovered in Australia in the late 1600s. So when we think about normal expectations and unpredictable events like the pandemic or the housing crisis, we always have to be aware that these unexplainable or unpredictable events do occur. We never have perfect information or all the information related to our investment decisions. Even if we did, it would still be difficult to predict market reactions, which is a podcast in itself. Taking that down as a suggestion. So that's why many leading financial institutions were caught on the wrong side of the 2008 housing crisis, as they were when interest rates rose in the last few years due to soaring inflation. 
Throughout history, there are many examples of hidden risks. The 2008 financial crisis and pandemic as two that stand out recently. But there are also many risks that we are more aware of. So the effort to quantify and understand risk is well worth it. So even though there are outliers, we have ways to manage risk when it's just a normal environment without those kinds of unexpected disruptors. Yes, that's probably the biggest takeaway from today's podcast is the idea that there are ways to manage risk. According to the CFA Institute, risk management is the process of identifying and measuring risk and aligning those risks with expectations. So when we think about risks, a good starting point is a question around which measures will we use to define that risk. So a quick list includes standard deviation, which you might remember from your statistics class. There's also beta, which measures how closely a security moves relative to an index. Then there is upside and downside capture, again, relative to the index when markets move up or down. And then there are formulas for risk, which include things like a sharp ratio and another one that's used in institutional investing called value at risk. Can you tell us a little more about the sharp ratio? Economist William Sharp developed the sharp ratio in 1966. It measures excess potential returns as a ratio of standard deviation. So the higher the number, the better. It's just one calculation of risk benefit, but it's a great step in the right direction in terms of making investment decisions. These concepts help us build confidence and additional insights into what we're doing in the markets. I often mention to a potential client and current clients that investing is about math and history. I think those are two of the most powerful tools we have for investing. So when it comes down to risk management, the behavioral side of investing is also important. If we don't have a good understanding of our risks and returns relative to math and history, the tendency to make emotional decisions increases. So by being better students of the markets, we can manage that process and increase the probabilities of success. When we have a better idea of what's normal, what's abnormal, we can capitalize on opportunities and avoid bad situations. The research and economic reports that we all read are not always predictive. So we should be using these tools to help us have a better idea of what's to come possibly. What are the different scenarios that we can expect, whether it's earnings, inflation, or economic growth? What are specific things I can do as an investor to manage the risk in my accounts? That's an excellent question. So there are different ways to manage market risk in investing, whatever the asset class. Number one, we can decide not to invest. For instance, we could keep our funds in a savings account or in a CD, certificate of deposit, or a share certificate, and just avoid the markets altogether. The unfortunate thing about that decision is it exposes us to other types of risks like inflation risk. As you alluded to earlier, saving money in your mattress doesn't really help preserve your purchasing power. As time goes on, 2% inflation means that in five years, you're able to buy 10% less than you did today. And if inflation is higher, your purchasing power erodes even further. So as investors, we're trying to beat inflation, and that's one of the main reasons we invest. After we make the decision to invest, we need to dig further. 
Okay, so let's hear the risk management tools if I'm investing. Our next tool is asset allocation, which is investing in different areas of the market, such as stocks, bonds, alternative investments like real estate or commodities. And then there's cash. So when we think of those four big broad buckets, those are the main asset classes that most investors have access to. So stocks, bonds, alternative investments, and cash. Investing in different areas of the market through asset allocation is another way to manage risk because we're spreading our risk among these big buckets. A young growth investor might have more money in stocks, whereas a more mature investor might have more in bonds or fixed income. Younger people, in theory, would have more time on their side to be able to invest with more risk. And an older investor would want to have more of an eye on what they're going to have at retirement. Definitely. And you know, this concept of the risk of time is very important also because we know from history that markets tend to go up over time. Many of us have been told or we've read that investing for the long term increases our chances of positive returns versus short-term activities. The long-term is typically over many years and decades. That's why most people with a retirement account tend to be successful as long as they have a balanced, diversified portfolio. Whereas folks that are trading in and out of the market that are more short-term oriented, they have more risk in their account and the risk of losing is much higher. That leads us to another tool, a concept called diversification. It's closely related to asset allocation and diversification is the process of investing in a variety of investments within each asset class. So for instance, when discussing stocks or equities, you could invest in different sectors, including consumer products, utilities, technology, lots of different industries. And once you slice and dice these asset classes, you're able to diversify your portfolio further by having more investments in different areas, with the idea of spreading out the risk of loss. So investing in different companies, different industries, then maybe international stocks as well as domestic stocks? Exactly. There's a lot of portfolio research that supports the idea of investing internationally being beneficial inside a portfolio. The reason is because different economies around the world zig and zag at different rates and at different times. And whether it's diversification through international investing or asset classes, the whole idea is to spread risk around so our portfolios can manage the ups and downs of company, economic, international events more easily and reduce losses or drawdowns over time. Okay, so our toolbox has the following tools. We can decide not to invest at all, stuff it in the mattress or in a savings account, We've got asset allocation, where we can invest in different buckets like stocks, bonds, alternative investments, and cash. Then we have diversification, which has us investing in different sectors like technology or energy, international or domestic stocks. Both asset allocation and diversification allow us to manage risk by spreading out our investments, hoping for balance. Do we have any other tools? Great summary. Yes, we do. So another way to think about managing risk is dollar cost averaging. This is the process of buying and selling investments on a regular basis to spread out the timing of our transactions. We can do this on the purchase side and we can do it on the sales side. If we're deciding to invest our retirement funds, for instance, we could say, 
Let's spread our dollars out over time and deduct from payroll and fund our IRA or 401k. We're buying in up markets, we're buying in down markets, spreading out our purchases and averaging our prices, whatever the strategy. So on the flip side, if we're a senior executive at a company that is granted restricted stock or options, maybe at a startup, we could also dollar cost average by selling our equity interest in that company over time. That's what a lot of insiders will do. Put sales of stock on a regular calendar instead of trying to time the market, perhaps a quarterly or other interval basis. Is that an option that is just open to senior executives or is that something that the average investor could or should do? Great point. Absolutely, the average investor can do that. They might, for instance, have a gain in a position and they're deciding that the investment has met their target price that they were looking for. So they might start scaling out of that position on a regular interval basis. All right. Those all make sense. What else do you have? Maybe I'm going to take a mix of things. So a couple other quick ways to manage risk. Hedging our investment portfolio is definitely in the sophisticated investor category. That's where we're using derivatives like options and futures to hedge our accounts. This can get quite complicated, more of an advanced topic, but you should just be aware that institutional investors use these different derivatives to hedge their portfolios, whether it's a pension fund or sophisticated partnership. And then the last way to manage our risk that we'll mention today is something as simple as a stop loss order. That's where we enter a position that hasn't gone the way we wanted, and we've decided that we want to exit that position, so we will enter a stop loss. So the loss part of a stop loss order is another way to manage that risk. Yes, we've essentially stopped our losses. So as a review, we've discussed six different ways to manage risk tactically. Once we understand this concept of risk and how it impacts our investments, we become better investors. Asset allocation, diversification, dollar cost averaging, hedging, and then simple stop losses in order to exit a position will keep us from losing more. If I'm watching the news and I'm worried about risk, how would you be able to help me as my financial consultant? Any one of us on the ARIS team, all the financial consultants at Lion Retirement Investment Services have ways of managing risk. It really depends on the person and situation, the financial plan, the goals within that plan for the person or family. This can be through diversification, asset allocation, any of the tools we mentioned today. It's also worth noting that all of our FCs can help with one of the most important risks, which is the behavioral side of investing. That is probably the one risk that we're all susceptible to because we all have emotions. We all get scared. We all make impulse decisions. Working with a financial consultant can help us stay invested and increase our confidence. In that relationship, we're accountable to somebody else, not just our own emotions and worries. They can help remind us of what you said earlier, the math and the history, having it all come back to that. A lot of economists tell us that investors are rational. But my experience has been that some investors are not rational. Everyone is different with various skill sets, abilities in the markets, diverse ideas around risk management. All of this means one investor versus another is going to react differently under a different market scenario and not always act rationally. It feels like it's time for some savvy advice. What do you have for us? One of my favorite sayings is from Warren Buffett. He told us that risk comes from not knowing what you are doing. But in my opinion, 
not totally accurate because there are always unknowns in investing. Sometimes we can know a great deal about something, but still experience a loss or make a bad decision. And I think Warren Buffett would be one of the first people to say that not every one of his investment decisions was profitable. So the more we know, the better we can manage our risks and the better the probabilities that we will have a successful outcome. And even Warren Buffett is subject to risk. Right. He had to learn his lessons just like the rest of us. Exactly. Well, thank you, Christian. You can find episodes of Invest Savvy on Apple and Google Podcasts and on all major platforms or on our website. Please follow us on Facebook, LinkedIn, and now on YouTube for new episodes and educational webinars and articles. Just search for ARIS, A-R-I-S, Alliant, to like and follow. Our team is available to help you with your financial plan. Visit our website to contact a financial consultant. And don't forget... All indices are unmanaged and may not be invested into directly. There is no guarantee that a diversified portfolio will enhance overall returns or outperform a non-diversified portfolio. Diversification does not protect against market risk. Asset allocation does not ensure a profit or protect against a loss. Dollar cost averaging involves continuous investment in securities, regardless of fluctuation in price levels of such securities. An investor should consider their ability to continue purchasing through fluctuating price levels. Such a plan does not assure a profit and does not protect against loss in declining markets. Thank you for listening to Invest Savvy, advice you need to know. To learn more about our hosts, Kristen Chupluha and Tom Davia, and the team at Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, please visit our website at aris.alliantcreditunion.com. If you have questions for our hosts, you can submit them through our website or email investment-services at alliantcreditunion.com. Christian Chabluha and Thomas Davia are registered representatives with and securities and advisory services are offered through LPL Financial, a registered investment advisor and broker-dealer. Member FINRA SIP SIPC. Insurance products are offered through LPL or its licensed affiliates. Alliant Credit Union and Alliant Retirement and Investment Services, ARIS, are not registered as a broker-dealer or investment advisor. Registered representatives of LPL offer products and services using ARIS and may also be employees of Alliant Credit Union. These products and services are being offered through LPL or its affiliates, which are separate entities from and not affiliates of Alliant Credit Union or ARIS. Securities and insurance offered through LPL or its affiliates are not insured by NCUA or any other government agency, not credit union guaranteed, not credit union deposits or obligations may lose value. The opinions voiced in this podcast podcasts are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which strategies or investments may be suitable for you, consult the appropriate qualified professional prior to making a decision. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss. Neither LPL Financial nor its registered representatives offer tax or legal advice. Always consult a qualified tax advisor for information as to how taxes may affect your particular situation. 